0: Hello and welcome to the Lift Bible Study Podcast. This is Melanie Leach, your host. And I am so excited today. First of all, it's Thanksgiving week. It's actually Thanksgiving day that I'm recording this podcast. So happy Thanksgiving. I have a bonus episode for you all today. I have a special guest, Will Leach. That's right. My husband is here. So, he is the author of the new book called Marketing to Mind States. But I do want to give you a heads up about next week's podcast. We will be kicking off Advent. Advent starts on December 2nd. So, we will be talking about Advent and the coming of Jesus, his first coming. Be on the lookout for that episode. It'll be coming out probably earlier next week than this one. We were running a little bit late due to travel. We are actually remote. I'm at Aunt Shirley's house in South Louisiana and we are doing this podcast here today. So anyway, I'm so excited and as I mentioned before, we are a faith based podcast. And so Will is gonna kinda talk about his book and his path from a faith angle. So Will Welcome to the show.
1: I'm so excited to finally make it onto your podcast, Melanie. This is an exciting day for me.
0: It's a pleasure to have you. So this is fun. Okay, so question number one, when did you become a Christian?
1: Uh, okay, so I became a Christian the summer of my sophomore year in high school. Um, I grew up Catholic I went to Catholic Church right next door, in fact, to where I lived down in uh, Palm Springs, Florida. And uh, it was one of those deals where a friend of mine um, didn't want to go on a camp retreat by himself uh, with his church. So what he did was he said, hey, why don't you come with me? And so little did I know that, um, I don't know, there was some scholarship or something there to pay for my way. And we all jumped into a van and we headed up to Georgia. So from South Florida, we drove to Georgia, into the mountains of Georgia and stayed at a cabin and went whitewater rafting and hiking. And throughout that week, it's about five days. And throughout that week, um, I started hearing more about Jesus and, um, and, and kind of, we're doing Bible studies. So, uh, a little, you know, did I know there was a huge impact happening over the course that week and we got back and then that Sunday I went to church with him. And It was at Palm Springs Baptist church over there in Palm Springs, Florida. And, uh, so we all sat together as a group, as a youth group, and I didn't really know what to expect. And then the pastor uh, kind of gave his sermon and he asked, you know, for people to come up uh, to the altar who wanted to. And all of a sudden the entire class uh, of all these kids that I was with, the youth group, all got up and they all walked to the front of the church. And I sat there by myself because I didn't know what to do. I just sat there. And so uh, they all kind of prayed at the altar. And I was a little embarrassed because I didn't know what to do. But I sat there and then the youth pastor came up and he said, well, Will, um, I want to go and, and talk to you. We need to talk. You and I need to talk. So that night, it was a Sunday night. And uh, so he wanted to witness to me. And I wore him out. Uh, <laughs> I can see that. I am, I am not. Uh, I'm a man of science. I'm a man of reason. And so for the first night, we went back and forth, back and forth for about three and a half hours. remember that. Finally, to where my parents said, you have to come home. And then Hal, who was a youth pastor, um, left me <laughs> to go with my parents. And uh, then he asked me to come back, and I came back on a Tuesday night. So I gave him a day's rest. I uh, came back on a Tuesday <laughs> night, and I wore him out again for about another hour, hour and a half, until finally, like every question I had, I had in my head was answered. And then, uh, and then we said. Uh, Kind of the the prayer, and uh, I'm here today.
0: I mean, what kind of questions? Like, what's in it? Do you even remember? I know it was a long time ago, but like, what, I mean, what were the, what were, wow, three hours, two Mm -hmm. days and grilling. Like, what was the, what was the struggle?
1: Yeah. So some of the traditional questions, things like, well, if we have a loving God, why is there evil in the world? Um, Why are there different denominations? And how does God use those denominations um, in, you know, kind of in his, in his practice and in his plan? Uh, are all the Bibles, uh, are all the stories in the Bible true Are some of those, oh, wow. uh, kind of metaphors and things like that to learn from. So it was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of that. My biggest, I think my biggest wow. struggle was, was how are all these religions, um, interacting and why, why would we have different religions and how does God use those? And so I think, I think that was some of my bigger, my bigger questions, like, especially coming from the Catholic faith.
0: Wow. Cool. All right. Well, that's good. Awesome.
1: Yep. So I warm out.
0: You sure did. I have so many questions swirling in my head. You can see it right now. I like, I want to do follow up questions, but we are limited in our time on this podcast. Uh, But I want to dive into that. (laughs) Anyway, I, again, I want to kind of, we're going to get to the book soon, but I did want to just talk about your faith walk a little bit. And obviously, I've been on this journey with you. Uh, since day one, so I know a lot of your story. But a lot of our listeners, you know, who are our next door neighbors in our neighborhood, because that's our main audience right now. Oh, and some family member- members. Shout out to my mom and Aunt Pat and Aunt Shirley. What's so, up, Aunt Shirley? <laughs> anyway, um, so as the owner of Trigger Point, these past five or six years—has it been five or six years since you st- we started that business? About five years. Wow. How has owning your own business impacted your faith walk?
1: For you all that don't know, we have a consulting company. So we work with uh, major brands throughout the world to help them with their marketing using um, a particular science we'll talk about. So when you work with these really big brands, especially global brands, um, with very, very smart people and lots of different uh, objectives and things like that, I think a company that is as small as ours, it's our company, um, I think where faith has, has kind of been a part of that company is perspective. Here's what the perspective you, you gain by you know, building a company with your faith, kind of directing your decisions. And, and so the first thing I think about perspective is um, I am the world's a lot bigger. Than maybe what I would have thought, um, you know, if I wasn't a Christian and you realize that your successes and the things that you're able to do with perspective, you realize that they're not really things that you do at all. They serve a bigger purpose. So for example, I may look at a particular project and we're successful in that project. And yeah, the client's happy and certainly we got paid. But the perspective I gained is that I often um, hear that, well, how is God using me on this project? And with perspective, you realize well, God is maybe not using you directly to serve His purpose on this one business. He is—he's using this business to serve a bigger purpose, which in many cases is you. Like I, I often tell Melly that the reason why we are successful in many ways, I believe, is is because God wants to push her ministry, and I'm a facilitator, I'm an enabler, maybe on that. And so He uses.
0: I appreciate that enabling.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. So I I think that if you thought it was all about you and how is God using me on this project, you missed the bigger picture. The bigger picture is that there's a web of initiatives and things that God is putting into place and perspective. Um, and where you fit in that world is really important. And you're not always going to be the centerpiece of that. And God isn't always going to use you on this one particular decision that you can see how it all plays out and how, well, how was I helping his plan? Ah, but it's the enablement of, of other strands of the web. So that perspective is, is big. Um, and then the other part is, you know, I, I saw the stats, so we just released the book and, um, there is a stat that says over a million books are published every year. And think about all the articles and stories that are published. So let's call it 150, 200 million articles are, are published every year. And I find that whenever I need, I have an outage. I have something that's just not clear in my head. And how do I, how do I move forward in a business problem? Or um, where do I want to take the business or whatever? I find that uh, through perspective, God provides the right book. right conversation in the exact moment i needed it the a book that just pops up on amazon or something that melanie tells me about um or a phone call and i think about you know i'm a man of science I, I, i i'm a man of stats and i realize the probability of these things happening in the sequence that they happen are astronomical and there must be a plan a bigger plan to those things and so i think without the christian faith and perspective I would think those things are random, but as a man of science, you, it can't be random. The stats are too improbable for that mm-hmm. to be random. Yeah. So I think it's it pr- provides perspective on all that I do, that it's much bigger than what I can do and much bigger than what our family can do. There's, we're part of a bigger master plan, and it's all being orchestrated from above.
0: I love that. That's so true. And you know, coming at it from my perspective, obviously being your own business owner, it can be stressful at times because if we don't have projects coming in the pipeline you know the pipeline of work we don't get paid and so that's that does add another layer of complexity and for me in my faith walk it's been praying for those businesses praying for your company praying that you would find favor in the eyes of your clients whenever you are in front of them so that we would have the the projects to come and i I know that, I mean, especially in the first few years, like sometimes we wouldn't have a project from, you know, February until July. July. And (laughs) those times you're like, Melly, things are tight. And I'd be like, oh my gosh. And I would just start praying and praying. And and miraculously, I'd (laughs) say the Lord would provide, he'd provide a big client, you know, and something that would just come just in time. So I love when the Lord does that. And I, I strongly believe he does that. I strongly believe that he has given you this gift to to run this business and, and he has provided. So I love that. So anyway, okay, let's talk about marketing to mind states. Tell us about your book, just the elevator pitch of it.
1: All right. The elevator pitch is I wrote a book that Helps people understand uh, four non conscious factors that influence every one of our decisions, whether it is what car you're gonna buy, what you're gonna have when you go to a restaurant, or even how to um, help you navigate uh, your kids and doing homework. So I study a bunch of sciences and then I put those into a book to help, in this case, marketers. So it's called Mind State Marketing or Marketing to Mind States. Uh, but the sciences are apply- applicable to lots of different things, um, including parenting and. Uh, Managing people, et cetera.
0: That's awesome. So, okay, parenting. So, that's again, my audience is primarily, I mean, aside from Aunt Shirley, mom, Aunt Pat, and other relatives, but our audience primarily are our neighbors who have kids who are Nicholas's age, you know, nine years, middle school. How can my audience? Leverage some of the principles in your book. I mean, do you have like an example? I actually, I actually have a little example. So, um, for me, for us, Nicholas, you know, you've kind of ingrained in my brain that Nicholas is promotion focused. So, he's not prevention, he's promotion. So, we have to build him up. So, when he does something that we like, I'll give him a reward. So, for instance, First off, I can't even believe I'm about to say this, but we left our child in Houston over Thanksgiving break with his cousins because he wanted to play. And I, I mean, I feel like I gave him, I told him a bribe, but I did say, if Aunt Jackie gives me positive reports of how good you've been and using your manners, you will get a big reward. Mm-hmm. So that's the, how I kind of leveraged the promotion focus on Nicholas this week. And, you know, we'll see how that works out. But, yeah, how can our moms, our listeners, leverage some of the principles you lay out in your book? And that was one example how yeah. I did it.
1: So the book talks about human behavior and that there are four forces that you, if you understand, you can uh, create environments that are more persuasive to your children, Right. Um, And so there are four. One's called their goals. Uh, What are your kids goals in that moment? The next one is what are they motivated by in that moment? Next you have, like you just said, promotion versus prevention, but how do they approach reaching their goals? And lastly, there are these uh, shortcuts that they use to make decisions faster. So let me just give you two. You can read the book and there's, there's lots of, uh, you know, kind of tips in the book. And we even talk about, um, and
0: how can they get your book by the way?
1: Uh, www.marketingtomindstates.com. It'll take you over to my author page. Shout out to Pat. And then um, from there, um, or you can go to amazon.com and it's, it's called Marketing to Mind States. And though, like I said, if even though it's a book that's written for marketers, if you use your imagination, you will see how these same principles apply to guiding anybody, whether it's managing your children, managing Magic. your boss, managing employees, etc. So- There are two things I'll I'll, I'll tell you guys about, and they're easy to implement. First off, our goals. And realize that when you have a goal, I'll give you an example, homework maybe. Let's just say you're struggling with getting your child to do homework. So your goal is to get them to do homework. But if you're struggling, chances are that's not their goal. Kids don't have goals around doing homework. Kids have something else. So true. So let's say, for instance, if you started talking to them and you realize that their goal is actually to, uh, let's just say something like uh, they want to play video games. That's really what their their goal is, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a video game is a functional thing that they want to do. Great. But wait, the bigger perspective would be: well, why is that important? Why is a video game important? And if you just ask your kids, not in the moment of trying to get them to do their homework, but just ask them, you know, tell me more about video games and why it's important. You may derive something like, well, because I get to play video games, I can relate to some of my friends. And maybe there's a group of friends at school that um, are important and he wants to be a part of that social network. He wants to be a part of those friends, right? So video games give him access. And if you understood that he wants access to this group and video games is the is the outlet, his goal is to not do homework. His goal is to play those video games. Now you relate what you want him to do to those video games. You say, mm-hmm. Nicholas, if you want to uh, play video games, then I need you to do the homework. So focus him on his goals, not your goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Good. the first thing. I think we we kind of forget about what our kids' goals are, and their their, their, their actions always goes towards a goal, not your goal, unless you can take your goal and related to his goal. Stay that's the only focused. way it is. You, you have to refocus. That's right. So that's, that's, that's an easy one. The second one is what you just said. So there's this thing called promotion versus prevention. All you have to worry about is this, that people have natural tendencies to take one of two strategies. One is called promotion. So they will seek to maximize their chances of gaining something that they like or prevention, which is people will seek to minimize their chances of loss so let me let me put this in perspective and your kids they tend to do they tend to have one or the other Nicholas is promotion he seeks to maximize his chances of good of good things happening to him he's not his prevention so in that world when I look at him and I know that he's always seeking pleasure and he's seeking you know a dessert or he wants more money or things like that in this case you know we think well I don't want to bribe my kids I am telling you that from a behavioral psychology perspective <laughs> bribes are a Very useful. We don't like to use the word bribes, but you know what? Allowances work because if I can show him that how, if he does good, if he does what I want him, my goal is getting to use homework. He is more likely to be able to play games if he does that homework. That's about him maximizing his chances of playing games. Yeah. So bribes work. Now, what doesn't work is if you say, Nicholas, you're on. Not as well. I mean, it does. Yeah. But restrictions and things like that. For him, restrictions, though they are meaningful, they're just not as powerful. He seeks to maximize pleasure and, and fun, and he wants to play. It's not about you trying to restrict him. So if you think about it this way, think about it as an allowance. If you could figure out whether your kid is naturally promotion-oriented, meaning he's seeking to maximize his chances of having fun, or if he's more prevention-focused, meaning he's trying to minimize his chances of having of not having fun, then what you can do with the allowance is you say, listen, Nick, if you do your chores, right? You have chores. We're all trying to start with chores. If you do your chores, you will get $20. That's promotion. And that's imp- that's important to him because he knows at the end of the week he'll get $20. But if your kid was prevention, you would say, Nick, you have $20, and if you don't do your chores, you're losing a dollar every day. A $2 here, $3. That
0: is so good. So
1: you'd put the $20 on the refrigerator, and you would say... I'm taking money away. And you, you put a bunch of $1 bills and you'd say, oh, you know what? You didn't take out the trash loss of $3. And you're, you're making him focus on his losses. And, and so those are just small little tricks. And in the book, it tells you how to figure this stuff out. You'll kind of know if you just read the book, you're like, oh, I get it. But just doing that, just by framing up an allowance, it just it eliminates our need to fight. You don't have to stand and go, you're going to be on restriction. If you understood that he's seeking to maximize gains, you can lower the 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 energy in the house and just you get exactly what you want but in a way that feels natural to him and that's what it's all about is just making it natural to him
0: that's great that's so good and obviously we do leverage some of these tools when we remember when i remember Remember, um that is hard so this has been great we are wrapping this podcast up will thank you so much for being on my show it was so fabulous so before we go, though, I have one more question. I would be totally remiss if I did not ask it. I mean, it is Thanksgiving week. This Thanksgiving, what are you thankful for?
1: Um, so I'm thankful for three things that come to mind. The first one was we had an opportunity to sell our business. And I'm thankful that we chose not to. Because, Yay. because of that, um, it was a hard decision. Um, and it was a close decision, but we chose not to. And because of that, I think our family is off in a much better place and, yeah. um, and happy and everything else. So that's great. Secondly, I am uh, very thankful for a new class at church. Um, we've looked okay. for a church for, uh, right. or not a church, but we've looked for a class for a number of years. Yeah. And, and Prestonwood
0: I, has hundreds.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I finally feel like I'm with a group of people that, um, that, I, that, I, that I feel connected with. And I want to be connected with. So that's the second one. That's big um, I love this that. year. Uh, that and then, big. lastly, I'm actually thankful that you're doing this podcast. It gives you um, uh, kind of new energy. You're experimenting, you're getting back to your business roots, but you're also using all these things that you've learned over, over time and in, in, in your world to bring something to people like this is the ministry that maybe I can help. So I think I'm pretty thankful for that too.
0: I'm thankful for that too. And I'm going to need more funding on this soon. So anyway, Mm. well, the Lord will provide. Mm. Um, thank you. Will. I am so excited that you came on the show and I do want to just let you know, again, I I've told you before, I am so proud of you and proud of the work that you have done on this book. It is smart. It is easy to read it is accessible. It doesn't feel like a business book because a lot of times I remember when we were at Pepsi, they would give us um, tons of business books, you would devour them. (laughs) I would not because I would read the titles of the chapters and was like, Okay, I'm good. But you know, those books can be really boring. I, I really felt like this was, it's such a smart book, but it's, easy to understand. It felt like I was just listening to you talk like at the end of the day while I'm cooking dinner and you're just talking about things that happened. So I loved it. And so we are so proud of you. And I hope that each one of you listening Grab a copy of Marketing to Mind States. Mm-hmm. And that's all we have for our show today. We will be on next week, like I said, talking about Advent and some things that you might want to do for your family, for your children, to kind of get the focus back to Jesus. Because, I mean, the saying is true, everybody says it, but. Jesus is the reason for the season. But I'm so thankful for all of you. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.